Rebellions are built on hope. Welcome to another Star Wars Saturday and another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Alberto Calderon, and as always, join through this Book of Boba Fett journey with our friend, our co-host for our book reports, Oti. How are you doing, Oti? I'm, d- I'm doing good. This was actually way cooler than I thought. Yeah, so, right? <laughs> yeah. Let me let me take this down now. Just trying a few new things. I, I don't know, maybe I could just do a little, a little fade to fade out the music, but... Yeah, that was yeah cool. trying thing, new things out there. So we're we're coming to not just the end of the first season of Book of Boba Fett. I'm close to ending our fourth season here in Radio Rebellion. Mm-hmm. I think today's our 92nd episode. I think last week I said it was our 90th. I think this today's our 92nd. Once I hit 100, which is not too far away, I'll take a little break as always, about a two-week break, and then come back for our fifth season. And a bunch of cool episodes still to go this this year. So can't wait to get to it. Yep. But today, it's all about Book of Boba Fett, The Mandalorian. And yeah, we'll get into it. But before, oh, there he is. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll discuss uh, that little he, guy. He, he, he'll pop up once in a while. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I Don't forget, we're also going to talk about this guy. It's his show. Yeah. Some people yep. out there have a lot of thoughts about where was Boba Fett? Does this completely say that mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing with the show? Or no, it fits completely. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll spend some time talking about it. But before we start, Oti, how are you doing? General thoughts? Oh, I'm doing good. No, no, just uh, not not about Mando, just or Book of Boba. Whatever, just... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. Been spent the morning playing golf. Then I came back and just played video games, video <laughs> games, video games until I went like, okay, it's it's 5.30 over here, 4.30 <laughs> for you guys. So yeah, came down. Here we are. Yeah, we were talking before a little bit. I'm jealous you were out there playing golf. That's a nice weather. Um, yep. I'm complaining a little bit about the weather here in Florida, but to all our friends out there in the north and northeast and others, a big storm heading their way over there already. So hopefully everyone's keeping safe. But you can see I'm bundled up today in my Her Universe Anakin Skywalker. Uh, that's a cool jacket. That's it a is. Cool jacket. One of the few things that I like that they call this year that I can finally wear this. I got it, I think, around August of last year. And mm-hmm. then as soon as it got a little bit chilly, I'm, okay, I'm pulling it out. I'm going to use it as most as most as I can. But it's cold out here in Florida, low 40s. It's going to get to the 20s tonight. So, yeah. But not as hot as Puerto Rico. Not as hot as that shirt of the fallen star. <laughs> no! Quick spoilers. It's not a spoiler because it's I, on it's the cover. It's the cover of the book. It's the cover. <laughs> Ah, uh, Starlight Beacon went down in flames like certain planet we I, might mention today. But quick, quick mention: I was actually wearing my Marky and Rose shirt, mm-hmm. but I decided to put it away because I'm gonna wear it for our special guests on next week and the other. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So next week we'll just mention today is just the two of us. Uh, most of these Book of Boba Fett episodes we've had special guests come in, but tonight we'll just be the two of us. But next week we have Oisuamin coming in, and then for the finale we have uh, Maggie Lovett, both huge fans of not just Boba Fett, High Republic, and Marquion Rose. So yeah, it's good to to have that ready when they when they're here. But 
Uh, like always, thank you guys for joining us today or watching this later when you guys have a chance or listening to listening to it on the audio podcast when it comes out. If you're watching this now, make sure that you like this video. Make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss. Special episodes are coming. We're going to have our second. Look who's there, our friend, Lauren Romo, saying Florida called me from the Midwest. Yes, he's up there in Michigan, I believe. So that's why I got to be careful. I keep saying it's so cold in Florida. Florida. I mean, I mean, they should check out Puerto Rico cold, like 60 <laughs> degrees. Yeah, 68 by middays yeah. back in the 80s. Oh, but perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think I said it before. When I was there, if it was 78, I was pulling out my hoodie, my beanie. Oh, no. It's good to go. <laughs> if it's in the 70s, it's, you know, jeans, hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But subscribe to the show. Roberto is here. Hi, Roberto. How are you doing? Um, comment if you're watching this later, what you thought about this episode, that series in, in general. But I think that's good. Two of our friends are here, so we're ready to start. So if you guys are ready, I'm no, I'm ready. Let's talk Star Wars. And as always, let's start with a little Star Wars news. Star Wars news. So, Oti, any, any Star Wars news out there this week that we might want to spend a few minutes on? Yeah, so we have the EA announcement for new video games. Um, yeah. We know from reports of a couple of months ago that Ubisoft is working on a new mm. video game. So it's, you know, it's branching out to other studios, but EA is still working on things. So they said they're working on the sequel to Fallen Order. I'm mm -hmm. not 100% sure it's a sequel. But yeah, it's that's what I heard out there. I haven't played, unfortunately. My gaming oh. days are behind me for right okay. now. I've seen all the cutscenes, so I know the story. Okay. Um, but I know a lot of people are say it's not a sequel to it, but it's kind of in the same family. It's Jedi or Star Wars, Jedi, yeah. whatever. It's not going to be Fallen Order, something else. Yeah, Lawrence. Lawrence for Fallen, Fallen Order, Order too. too. Yeah. So I'm not. The thing is, they keep they keep saying like in it's in the vein of Fallen Order, yeah. but they haven't flat out said it's a <laughs> sequel. So maybe it's like. Jedi, the High Republic. I don't know. Oh, come on. Then I do have to go buy something. Oh, that, that'll be... Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll take a week off from work. Oh, um, yes. So, uh, apart from that, they're working on a strategy game. Um, mm -hmm. That's going to be inter interesting because it's from the people... Uh, there's a very popular strategy game that I'm blanking on that <laughs> the creators of that game made a small studio and they're working on that. And they're also working on a first-person per shooter so yeah yeah so that's first person shooter has to be i'm guessing has to be not about the mandalorian or boba fett but i think the main character might be around that same bounty vein. Hunter thing yeah bounty yeah. hunter it'd be very interesting so your gaming days are, are behind you but um ea also made um titanfall titanfall 2 specifically which okay. the campaign story um single player story it was very good so if they integrate like those me mechanics into Star mm -hmm. Wars, I'm very interested. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Maybe one of these days I'll show up and get something and start again. So, all right. So yeah, not much else Star Wars news, no real rumors out there, no more casting news for right now. So let's get on it. It's time for our Boba F And I'm gonna start 
had a little joke about, hey, how did you enjoy the first episode of Mando season three? Well, that's everyone's <laughs> saying that. There you go. There's Mando. Go ahead. Throw me under the oh, bus. Yeah, so Do everything you want. <laughs> so, okay. So, Alberto and I had like an unofficial bet. Like, yeah. Who was going to show up in this week's episode? Alberto thought it was going to be Cop Vanth. I was 100% certain <laughs> it was going to be Din Djarin, And turns out I was right. Yeah, I've been on this cop band kick since the season started. I've been saying it makes sense. He's going to come back. He's the Marshal of Mos Pelgo. There is Underworld. There's Gangster. He's going to come in. He needs muscle. He knows it. He knows that Tuscan. He's going to help. He wasn't there. Mando was there 30 seconds into the episode, basically. So we didn't have yeah. to wait long, but great episode i know there's some things to talk about but i know you wake up early and watch it first thoughts when you when you first saw it so actually this this week i woke up a bit earlier i you know i just randomly woke up so mm. i was awake when i watched the episode <laughs> oh, I wasn't wow. like, so i was so happy i was so <laughs> so so happy like watching it through and through I wanted to know your thoughts because mm -hmm. let me show it right here. Um, yeah. Roberto comments like he wonders if they needed to spend so much time on Mando, which we'll t definitely talk about. But I, I, I was watching and I was like, I'm loving this, but <laughs> I feel the backlash coming. Like yeah. I, I had this moment when I checked the, the time. It was 20 minutes and we were still with the covert. <laughs> and I was like, OK, <laughs> so they're doing this. And then, you know, 40 minutes in and he's with Pelly, Boba hasn't showed up, Fennec Shan hasn't showed up, and I was like, okay, okay, this is where they're going. And, you know, I, I have my thoughts on it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's probably my favorite episode in the season, and it's not because Boba Fett's not on it. Like, it's not because of that, but I really, really liked it. So, when I was gathering my thoughts and notes for this episode, if you've been watching this or listening to us, we usually go in order as, as the episode progresses. Today, I think we're just going to jump in and just talk about in general whatever comes up, and we can start right there. So my thoughts. Everyone was freaking out on Twitter and on social media. Um, you told me, get out, run. I did my best, and I stayed away. It was a very... No one from work watches this, I think. It was a very boring day at work. So I was, oh, let me just go on social media. So I had to stay away. So it was a very long day till I got home at 6 o'clock. But I watched it, and I'll say now, because I said it before, I'm done with Grogu. Don't bring him back. I'm okay taking a break from Mando. I don't want this show to go on for four or five seasons. End it quick. Not quick, but soon enough. Two minutes into the show, I was, okay, I miss Mando. I miss the feel of the show, the atmosphere. And when he mentioned, mentioned Grogu, I even went, oh, crap, I miss that guy. So everything that I've been saying, I'll take it back. I love Boba Fett, but there is something about the feel of the Mandalorian universe, that section of it, that just hits different. Again, we've been with them for two seasons, so we have more familiarity. But for someone that loves Boba Fett as much as I do, it felt different being back in the Mando world. I know we talked before that sometimes Boa, it looks like they spend all the budget on one episode on a certain thing, and then it falls down. All the money went to this episode because the production value of the hook. This episode just, 
has yeah. some shots that oh my god yeah and that's i said i'm not gonna go in order unless we want to i had like 40 shots i was gonna show it's just too much so i just did little videos so we get our little cutscenes. it starts with mando here i love the clatoonians working the butcher shop this guy that he's gonna go has this bounty on the dark savvy and he freaking slashes a guy in half two he caught the yeah. first guy, stabbed a second one, and the third one he just cut in half and chopped his head off. Oh, this is Disney. It's a kid show. Star yeah. Wars is for kids. Oh. Hey, not today. <laughs> yeah, we and saw live action know. amputations. <laughs> yes, but it worked because yeah. my thing was Boba. I mean, Din Djarin doesn't fit in what Boba Fett is trying to do and get all this muscle. He has the dog Saber and Bo Katan to deal with. They showed us right here where he's at. And okay, now he fits with what's going on. He's back to bounty hunting. Is see what he really needs? We'll get into that. But right now it does fit. But to Roberto's point about spending a lot of time on Boba Fett, on Mando, not on Boba Fett, I get it. I understand 100% because it, this is the book of Boba Fett. But it all depends how this season ends, right? They, they have to make this connect not just with with Fennec Shan for two two minutes. I think it will, but it helped introduce where Mando is because if he just shows up, okay, I'm done, let's go get these guys, it feels kind of doesn't make sense. Did it need to be 50 minutes of Mando? Maybe not, but I did enjoy it completely. Yeah, so, okay, let me get my... And I have, I want to hear your thoughts. And then I have one thing that I thought about yesterday, how they could, with two extra minutes, they, this conversation would be over. But go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, um, number one, I love the butcher shop. Yeah. Because I, I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago. Mm. I'm a huge Sopranos fan. Yeah. And they have this place called Satriales, where it's a butcher shop, but in the back, back of the shop, they have their mm -hmm. cartel thing going on. Yeah. So, like, seeing that, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. so okay so that's that um seeing mando it's interesting because when roberto was in the podcast we talked about how we don't feel so attached to mandalorian because i i really love the show but mm. i haven't gone back to watch it i really yeah. haven't and i don't know why but I, I had the same feeling as you when he popped up i was like yeah yes it's him, it's him. <laughs> and seeing the story on because i think like Din's most interesting part of his story is yet to come. Everything with the sure. Darksaber, the Mandalorian. So seeing like where he's at was great. But for me, I didn't mind how much time we spent with him. Because, you know, if you're on Twitter, you're in on Star Wars conversations. Mm -hmm. Everyone's comparing this to an interlude. And I thoroughly agree with it. Yeah. Um, it's It no wasn't second. just... What? No, sorry. Oh, so... We're not just seeing Din for the sakes of seeing Din Djarin. We're seeing another Mandalorian who went through a traumatic tra mm -hmm. traumatic experience like Boa Fett. He um, lost his kid, lost his ship, got fired from the Mandalorian covert. And in a different way than Boa Fett, Boa Fett's, you know, looking to reinvent himself. Bo uh, Din Djarin just went back to, to his old ways. Yeah. And that dichotomy really worked for me because we're seeing similar stories, but characters handling it differently. So I think this chapter came in to validate Boa Fett's story 
from chapter one to four. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and it's and then we'll get more into detail when he went back to what he knew, which is being a bounty hunter and then helping discover it out. Lauren added, yeah, I see this episode also as an interlude, like some have suggested. Um, but then the armorer basically said, all right, thanks. You're no longer a Mandalorian. You took your helmet out, get the hell out. So when I started seeing this, again, we'll get more into it. When he then, cause he's been now stripped of everything, right? He lost his ship, he lost Grogu, and now he lost the Mandalorians. So he's down. Yeah. So now he has to reinvent himself, similar to Boba Fett. And that scene, and I posted on Twitter when the N1 Starfighter, spoilers, uh, when he gets it, it's finished, and he's just going around it, putting his hand, and the music, the Mando thing comes in a different key, very low, very freaking emotional. To me, that seemed him, him saying, okay, I can start rebuilding. Now I have something that's mine. No one can take this away from me. I lost my son. I lost them, my culture. This is mine. I'm going to start rebuilding myself. So I, now I see this parallel with Boba Fett. And even I was thinking today with the sequel trilogy that so many people are saying, oh, Philoniverse, they're scratching the sequel trilogy. Boba Fett all his life was told that he was a badass bounty hunter and now he's no this is the real me i gotta do these things my way mando same thing first time season one he was called by twenty thousand people oh you're a mandalorian you're supposed to be doing this doing that you're not a bounty hunter so now he changed that season two is what type of mandalorian you are and now season three apparently you're not a mando you gotta find yourself again again people telling him who he is and he has to come, no, no, this is who I am, same as Ray. People keep telling me who, who I am. They don't know. I'm the only one. And then she finds her own family. Yeah. But what I thought, because love the episode, the 15-minute length was great. I do think the building of the N1 Starfighter was a little bit long. It was about seven minutes, the whole scene. When I watched it the second time, I didn't have an issue. But if they cut two minutes from that scene, Everything else stays the same. We didn't need the Jawas bringing the pole that they use in episode four because we already saw it in Mandalorian season one or season two. We saw it. We do? Yeah. When oh, okay, I think okay. it's in season one, episode three, I think, when he goes back to pick Grogu, when he takes it to Dr. Pershing, uh -huh. and there's the little thing that comes out. One of the junkyards on one of the junk that's outside on those hallways, there's one of those poles just oh, kind really? of laying to the side. So yeah, it's a Easter egg. We didn't need it, I think. Take that part out. Episode runs the same way. Hey, we need help. We need muscle. Oh, that's for Boba Fett. It's on the house where I got to go see a little friend. It can turn to black, come back in two seconds, like almost like a post-credit, but not really. With Fennec Shan walking out of the shop, cameras following her, it kind of pans. And there's freaking Boba Fett on top of the rancor. What did he say? He's coming or not? Cuts and then it ends. Boba Fett's there. He's on the rank that has been set up. No one's talking about, oh, what was Boba Fett? It doesn't fit. If yeah. you saw a little that, shot of him just on top of the rancor, that be a little bit cool. <laughs> that would have been very cool. And we then get a second after credit scene where she goes, like, he's gonna pick up the baby. And he's like, wait, I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't tell me. 
Uh, what else? What, what are people saying in the comments? I oh, saw... it, yeah. it, it got it got like we got a couple of comments. So let's, yeah, let's, let's go. go. Roberto, yeah, he agrees. They have to deliver on the ending. I totally agree. And I just want to mention, like, I'm fine with this interlude. Again, I love this mm -hmm. episode. But if next episode if, is Din Djarin going to see Grogu, I'm gonna be like, what are you guys doing? This is a so, very long interlude. <laughs> I. <th> <laughs> It's like the the prelude in Throne Ascendancy Lesser Evil. That's like 40 minutes prologue. I'm like, dude, just get on with chapter one. Oh my anyway, God. I have so many things You're to say about by the, by that book. Yeah, I know. That's why I didn't do a review of it. It's not a bad book. It's not my favorite. But I it's, didn't review it here. It's, it's really not for me. It's yeah. It's just, it's, I, I have it there. I, I I haven't read the second the second one and the third one. I just read Chaos Rising and. So I like, it's kind of funny now, it fits to this thing because a lot of people have been saying, oh, this is the best episode of Book of Boba Fett because it didn't feature Boba Fett. Of that thr trilogy of Throne, my favorite one is the second one because the less Throne that we get. It's oh, really? there, but there's other people. The third oh, okay. one, 90% Throne. I'm like, again, it's not Throne. I think it's the way that Timothy Sun writes, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right, what's Lauren saying? So, I believe okay. they said this. Sorry, Mando Spinos will be connected, and they're doing doing that, which I love. And I'll add, Lauren said something a little bit earlier today on Twitter about the Clatoonians that Mando chopped off. Do they have something to do with the Clatoonian head four. leader on Tatooine? Because one of the mm -hmm. head bosses is a Clatoonian, mm -hmm. and then well, when Boba Fett comes with Mando. And now he turns and helps the pikes. That's something that could come into play. So, Lauren, you're in the show, yeah. even if you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually very interesting. But yeah, to Lauren's point, yeah, um, Kathleen Kennedy actually said it in the thing a couple of years ago. Like it was all gonna <laughs> lead to this epic finale. Yeah. Uh, Roberto. Oh, he also missed Mando. Yeah, Roberto and I have the same opinions on Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> same opinions. And yeah, I rewatched it earlier a few months ago because my father-in-law was here and he hadn't watched season two and he was just binging it so i kind of watched most of it hi mr res hi tony so that you're here um but going back to your point about the next episode i think it's gonna start or we're gonna have about 10 minutes or like which is just 10 minutes of dean going to visit grogu and take whatever best card gift he made thank you lauren <laughs> Um, I think we're still gonna go with that. Really? We're not gonna wait to. Yeah, I don't think we're waiting till 2023 Mando season three to see them. I think it's I gonna think. happen next. week. People are freaking out. People think that next week Luke Skywalker is gonna train Dean how to use the dark saber. Which, if that's that. it, then I'm I'm like, no, no, please, no. But I think we're gonna get a quick 10 minutes of the reunion between Grogu and Mando because I still think Grogu doesn't show up in season three. So they're doing this as, hey, here's Grogu and see you next time. I, you know, talking about check out Grogu, like, <laughs> uh, so he's down there, he's down there somewhere. <laughs> so I, I have a feeling that the whole Grogu thing was just not to have Dinjari on next episode. Okay. So uh, the way I see it, I think he's going to be absent in the next episode. This episode was just to catch up with him. And maybe his role in the finale was just minor. And 
if they just showed him in the finale for a minor role, people would be like, oh, they disrespected Din Djarin. He deserved the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I don't think we're going to see the Grogu thing. But if we do, I'm going to be very happy. Um, so let's, get in, let's go a little bit into the show. So first scene, Mando's back. He's back to bounty hunting. And he chops off this Klaatunian guy's head and then goes to find someone else to get imp- he- information. He's disrespecting the dark the dark saber man. Like right, it's the just, ultimate symbol of Mandalore, and he's just like shopping. He's dragging it on the floor, cutting poor carcasses, and I'll say, I, yeah, which is great because that's one of the things in twenty years of Star Wars that we've always thought about. What if a Jedi kind of accidentally hits themselves? Everyone that cosplays hits themselves with the lightsabers, and now we see what happens. I'm glad he didn't cut his leg off, but kind of burn himself a little bit. I love, and I always say this, I say this, I love aliens working blue collar jobs, day-to-day jobs, seeing the guys with the butcher kind of white coats. I just love it because it's just something so weird, but it just looks natural. It's, it's weird because it's like very real world, but yeah. it's just aliens doing it. In Rebels, I think it was, was it Rebels? Or it might have been Clone Wars season seven, actually, with the Martez. They had uh, the a quarry, no, a Trandoshan dock worker with yellow overalls and all that. And I love that stuff. It just I looks mean, so weird. But even the Mon Calamari dude with the freaking yeah. sweater. <laughs> I love that on Star Wars. Because, yeah, they don't need all these intergalactic clothes. It's just a little jumper. By the way, Lauren agrees with me. With the finale thing. Okay, Lauren. I and take everything I said back. Robert, I uh, have your so question, but I'll leave it for later. You got one? Okay, we'll wait for that. You're monitoring the chat. I'll, yeah. I'll let you deal with that. So, aliens. Before we keep going, because he takes this severed head to a bunch of aliens. And one thing I think was Roberto that mentioned in our first episode, how many aliens they've shown in Book of Boba Fett. And there's a lot more aliens kind of prominent here, I think, than in Mandalorian. And I love all that we see. We saw those Klaatunia. We saw this weird guy in the elevator, the Rodian kid, and then this batch with the so parrot weird. face, the Quarren. I, ah, what is? I forgot the name of the parrot face. I looked it up on yesterday. Ah, oh, man, I have no idea. Uh, someone's gonna tell us probably on the chat. Um, and I, anyway, they're prominent in the. Alphabet Squadron trilogy, there's one that's not part of the main squadron, but it's a friend of one of them. So that name of that alien species comes up a lot. I just forgot about it. But I love all the aliens. And then he's just trying to find the other coverts. They go down. And where do I? Uh, do I? Have I guess I don't have that part. No, I saw this already. Anyway, so they go down, meet the armorer. What that were your thoughts? Shot. Yeah. That reveal shot, she's just like crouching and the darkness of space. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. So oh, that, yeah, the, the side shot. Yeah, so there oh, she, that, that, that shot, shot that. is so great. And I'll put this back again in a minute. That ring planet or that ring station uh, reminded Halo. me. I know you're a fan of Halo. Yeah, that's Halo right there. Love that design of that space station and the whole walk, seeing then the Mandalorian sign everything in that and then the battles at the end with her try to training and then with pass visla uh just great but 
yeah, talk to me when you saw the armorer and then just that whole scene. What it's, I, I was my... shocked. I was shocked. Like, <laughs> I was not expecting that because I, I still was like not expecting this to carry sure. forward the Darren story. <laughs> so I was shocked, and you know, it was like everything was clicking. Like he just reverted back to his own mm -hmm. ways. Like he was, he got the truth exposed to him, and he's like. Nah, I'm just gonna go back to my cult. <laughs> yeah. And that the second he like showed the dark saber and Paz Vizla, I was like, I was like, this is not gonna end good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised it took him that long to challenge him. I thought he was just gonna take it and run away with it. Yeah. Uh so yeah, but the reveal of the dark saber, then we have uh the armor wielding it, the battle with the armor showing him how okay. to wield it, how he can't handle it again, disrespecting by dragging it, and then the battle at the yeah. end with pass showing that I love showing the energy shield that we've seen in Rebels and in Clone Wars for the Mandos. I love that shot, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the chat like continued talking, but Roberto <laughs> had a question regarding the Darksaber being heavy and. Um, basically in, in Rebels, when Sabine's training with it, she mentions like it's heavier than she thought. Mm. Then, um, Lauren commented that all lightsabers are heavy. If you make your own lightsaber on Galaxy's Edge, when you pick it up, you'll notice it's heavier than you thought. <laughs> and yeah, so she, she mentions the, the Rebel thing. So I just wanted to mention, like, I think it's more like a mental thing. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily, like, very different from any heavy weapon. So uh, they know the weight attached to it. If, even Denjarin, who knows nothing, probably, <laughs> he, like, he, he got told, like, in, in that episode, like, what it means. So I think it's the weight of it, like, that mental weight. But I also, like, connected back to Rise of Skywalker when Rey mm -hmm. gives the lightsaber back to Leia. And she's, she goes, like, I have to earn it. And... You've been you've been you've been using it for the last two movies, and now you you have to earn it. And I think it has to do with the fact like she learned about the Skywalker legacy. She knows mm -hmm. what that lightsaber means, and she's like, "Yeah, no, I'm not worthy of this." <laughs> so I think it like okay. connects to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll be honest. Been a Star Wars fan for the better part of thirty years. I've said here before, talking about the High Republic. Why does Buriaga the Wookiee need to use two hands to use his lightsaber? He's a big, strong Wookiee, and a lightsaber is made of light, which doesn't weigh, just use one hand. Yeah, the hilt might work, be a little bit heavy, but come on. And then everyone came out, well, actually, in Rebels, they said very explicitly, you need to connect <laughs> with them. Crap, I know nothing. And I, unlike Roberto, to me, I guess that's something that's unique to the Darksaber. But then you go back, no, it's there. Just something that we don't think about because lightsabers are used by Jedi 99% of the time. They connect to the Kyber crystal before they build it. So there's already That's a connection true. there. Uh, Sabine, not a Jedi. So it took her time to learn how to use it. Uh, Din Djarin, obviously not a Jedi, even though some people don't, well, oh, what if he force sensitive? No, keep, keep that away. So yes, I guess it's something new for live action and it hasn't really been kind of talked to too much but i guess it's not new because it's been out there mostly in animation i mean but it's the, a cool concept to now kind of follow and the movies are constantly like tossing the lightsabers <laughs> and they, yeah. they just like grab them like it's nothing I but mean, man cool. 
lightsabers like the ones from galaxy's edge they are like very yeah. heavy like when <laughs> i picked it up i was like whoa <laughs> it's funny because when i seen videos about it sometimes they look a little bit plasticky and i'm like yeah. man it doesn't look like it's gonna hold up Ooh, compared no, to no. some of the others but i guess i was, I was so pleasantly surprised it's, <laughs> it's real metal <laughs> yeah but then how did han solo was able to use it to open the Shut up. Well, okay, Lauren is saying, I hope Sabine is the one that further teaches Dean how to wield it. That Come on, Lauren. Yes. No I'm, Luke I'm Skywalker. I'm close to sending Lauren the link for today's show and just <laughs> have her on and just school us on all, all things. And no that, Luke Skywalker. That makes 100% more sense for the Dean Jarry Mandalorian story that having Luke, oh, let me take five minutes away from my class to show this old guy how to wield this ancient weapon with all this history. No, bring and Sabine in. in Ahsoka Mando season three, and she'll say it. And I don't even think like Luke knows what it is. I'll th I think he just turns it on. He's like, "Oh, cool, black Ooh, it's black." <laughs> it matches my my dark outfit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, they can change that because all the comics and all the video games have shown Luke looking for all these artifacts and history. So yeah, he might know now. But yeah, movie Luke, he doesn't know what the hell it is. He'll probably just chuck it over his shoulder. Last year, that joke, don't get mad. Um, but then the armorer kind of goes straight to, she doesn't care that Mando's back is, you have a spear that's going to kill all of us. It's not supposed to be a weapon. What do you want? Just melt it. It's for a foundling. And here's when I, oh man, Grogu the foundling. And she built something. She does this little, who knew that the armorer took arts and craft and did the little bow to, to resemble yeah. Grogu. The big question, what did she make? Uh, I think she made, uh, I heard this in, on Force Center. I think she made a necklace with the little ball. Uh, that's what I said. Lauren can, I replied to Lauren because she had put something on Twitter. Same thing. Kind of makes sense. Um, some people say maybe another ball. I think the original ball from the race is still there. That would have been cute, like another ball. So if you want to get cheesy and cute, what I told Lauren was, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a necklace with uh, a new best card ball to give Grogu, and then Dean keeps the ball from the Razor Crest. And now they still have one. Each has one just to connect. We're always together when or you they, think of that. They cut it in half. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then they put it together when they meet. Okay, no, no. But there's a lot of thoughts. Is it a signet? Signet um, maybe it's too little to be a helmet. Is it part of a lightsaber hilt? At Looks kind of round. That, but... At first, I thought they were gonna make a helmet. I'm like, we're yeah. gonna see like Mandalorian Yoda. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um. So jumping seasons and shows ahead. Because a lot of people, was Grogu in Luke's temple when Ben Solo burned it down, which wasn't Ben, read comics. But, I, and, and it's not there. That's not the question. So I think at some point, Grogu is going to say that Jedi life is not for me. I'm going with Mando. And he's this foundling. He's a Mandalorian instead of being a Jedi, and maybe that's when he'll get his helmet and all his armor, but we'll see. Yeah, so shout out to uh, Mandalore Express, a Mexican Star Wars podcast. I, I was on their show like over a year ago, mm -hmm. and they mentioned like they thought that 
Grogu was the Mandalorian, not Din Djarin. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Could be. I mean, the way these shows are, we think we know this story and we complain and then we get smacked in the face because we never learn that there's always a an overarching story at the end. Um, so I was thinking, and we've talked about this all through Book of Boba Fett, is this time period, this timeline. How long did he spend in the um, Sarlacc pit? How long has he spent with the Tuscans? How far away do you think the end of season two of Mandalorian is now with the beginning of Boba Fett? Because to me, it happened pretty quickly. Oh, you, Luke Skywalker is here. You two grow. Okay, we're going to Tatooine and take over. So it's been like two weeks. Yeah, so... But for Dean Jai to, to say, hey, I miss him. I got to go see him. Now I'm thinking this is maybe a year has gone by. You... I mean, maybe it's not a year. Maybe it's like this that thing like... He's been long. He's been gone for a long time. Then it's been three days. Like, <laughs> like I can imagine him getting there and being like, "No, no, you can't stay here. No, they're not taking care of you." Yeah. <laughs> so they haven't even reached a temple yet. They're just taking it slow. Haven't gone into hyperspace, and we, Dean is already there waiting. No, he's not ready to go on a field trip. Just getting out of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I I don't think maybe a year, but maybe a couple of months, like in between this, um, uh, Cara Dune died. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> yes. So speaking about dying, I guess it's a good transition. One of the things that the armor says when she feels, finds the light, the dark saber, we finally see the night of a thousand tears, K2SOs, Terminators, TIE yep. Bombers, probe droids, burn 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 so we finally see what it was it's been talked about for two seasons thoughts about seeing this now in live action and then the the mention of Bo-Katan and she didn't win it in combat she wasn't worthy basically a lot of questions answered or really not answered just a little spin to mess up with Din Djarin. I think confirmed more than anything like mm -hmm. Because we know that in Rebels they were preparing to, you know, come from the Empire. That didn't play well, as we learned in the beginning of Mandalorian. They're all hiding, mm -hmm. and they weren't a part of the war. So what happened to them? So I was—I don't want to say happy because I was—you <laughs> know—I was sad, but I was so like ecstatic to see this play out like yes i'm a huge terminator fan so like <laughs> that reference was like oh yes this mm -hmm. is for me and you know they mentioned the moon of concordia i can't imagine like they fell only going like dave uh Favreau just <laughs> right like concordia and he's like what con, con yeah. what <laughs> just giving giving him a little note here you go yeah. just just put this there on, on page five of the script just slide that in there <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I loved it. I, I love that scene and it's horrifying. And there's a shot of the helmets like lying down. Yes. Perfect. Which if the first, not the first time when I was getting all those clips when it kind of goes really fast, one of the helmets looks like Kylo Ren's. I'm like, where the hell? I don't know, oh. it's a Mando helmet. What's Lawrence? I think he turned back to Bounty Hunter in to find the armor again for sure. Yeah, because yeah. we saw that he was he told hey, he, Vizla, he only, hey, I'm sorry for everyone that died saving me. So he's kind of atoning for that also. And Lauren has a point because he didn't want the credits. 
He just wanted yeah. to know where she was. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And again, at the end, he didn't want all the credits. I'll do it for, for Boba. Yeah. But, okay, so again, going back to that talk out there, all this discourse. Now, which team are you? Are you Team Armora or Team Bo-Katan? Who's right? Because... Oh, you can't see her, but I have my Bo-Katan figure somewhere over there. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm Bo-Katan. I, I love that character. I love mm -hmm. her arc. I love her story. And it's going to be interesting because she might be a little bit like arrogant. So mm -hmm. maybe see where it goes. But yeah, I'm Team Bo-Katan. Like, the armor is crazy. She's awesome, <laughs> but she's crazy. <laughs> it's funny because season one of The Mandalorian... We all love the armorer. We love everything that she said. This is the way. Don't take your helmet off. No one has taken off. This is the way. Uh, foundlings, we got to do this. It's your care. He's under your care. You got to do all this. Season two comes around. Bo-Katan says, well, actually, uh, children of the wash, you're just being corrupted. You're part of a cult, and you suck. Of course, we can take our helmet off. What are you talking about? And then everyone was like, yeah, yeah, Bo-Katan, there you go. And a lot of people now are saying, Bo-Katan, she doesn't know what, you're talk what she's talking about. Then they're back on the armory side, and there's this bickering, like Batman versus Superman and all that, that thing again. I kind of want to go with Bo-Katan because more, or more, more Mandalorians who take the helmets off and everything that she says kind of makes more sense that the armorer... So they're being secluded on the moon. They're waiting for other ones because she keeps saying, oh, we'll just kind of keep hiding and what." Sooner or later, we'll go back to Bandalore. while Bo-Katan is actively fighting to free her planet and go back. So it's two different kind of point of views. Our friend Maggie Lovett has a great article up on Collider talking about uh, how this religious kind of mind meld that they've done with Din Djarin, kind of how, how I, all that plays great out. Great article. Great article. Yeah. Um, so, so Roberto wants to see more of the war, and Roberto is officially... <laughs> Team Armor. Team Armor. Ooh, love I that. Do not agree with there we go. There we go. We got to have a Royal Rumble at the end of the season or when Mando season three comes out. Again, it's great to see all these different point of, points of view because it's the same thing that Din Djarin is going through. I mean, Ooh. but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> she, I don't know. I just don't like, like, crazy religious people. Like, I'm okay with religious people. Like, uh, not the crazy kind. But, uh, I don't like the crazy kind. So <laughs> she's like way not my cup of tea. Yeah. So I'll say I'm not the most kind of imbued in Mandalorian culture. I don't know all the episodes of the Clone Wars and all that. I do know that Bo-Katan wasn't the best. She did oh. a lot of bad things. All for Mandalore, of course. But I, can both of them be plain uh, Dinjar okay. in some sort? Uh, probably. I mean, the thing is, we already saw her arc, so we know she's Bo-Katan is good, but we know like her backstory, so yeah. we know she could like maybe take wrong turns. So, uh, if Bo-Katan had hadn't her, had her arc, she would probably be a part of the Children of the Watch, because mm -hmm. it's hinted that Death Watch, which was the group Bo-Katan was a part of turned into Children of the Watch, now handled by yeah. the armor, apparently. So she probably would be a part of them. But I heard a theory that I really liked. What if the armor is part of uh, Clan Kriz or Kriz? Oh, uh, 
Or whatever you said. Because we know they have other siblings because there's this kid that's Satine's nephew. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's theories that it could be her son with Kenobi. We don't know. <laughs> but if, if they have that nephew, there are other yeah. uh, Kree's siblings. So what if the armor is Bo-Katan's sister and that would just blow up my mind. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. There's so much. That's why now season three of Mandalorian kind of changes where I thought it was going to be. Now yeah. he's not a Mandalorian. He's got to find that out again. It's not just this whole war between him and Bo-Katan to figure out who's going to rule Mandalore. Um, so surprised that kind of Bo-Katan just left Mando, just left Din Djarin leave with the Darksaber and go on all these adventures? Because I thought yeah. they were going to be together trying to figure this out, and that was season three. I was expecting her to just like shackle herself to him. I mean, you're <laughs> yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> Uh, do you think we'll have a showdown, like an actual showdown between the armor and Bo-Katan? I thought we were we were gonna get it in season two when all the Bo-Katan rumors came out, but it didn't play. But now there's she knows who Bo-Katan is. Does she know who the armor is, and or is it just gonna be she says one thing and then this one says the other? So it's it's gonna be interesting because I think the story is gonna lead to the reunification of Mandalore. Sure. So if that happens, I kind of think they have to like maybe not fight but like you know some conversation right yeah because it's two different ideologies how are you gonna re re reunificate everything like yeah it's going now to marvel daredevil season two with punisher if you guys have seen it i'm not gonna spoil it. i don't remember everything but daredevil and punisher have a great conversation on a rooftop where punisher has shackled um daredevil to a column or something and they have both different ideologies of how to stop bad guys daredevil doesn't kill maims does whatever and punish on the other side is dude you have to take it all the way and that episode is like a 20 minute scene it's one of the best it came out at the same time that batman versus superman came out and it didn't work that scene worked so you do something like this just uh, i love very... batman versus superman by the way i love watch the your, direct the director's cut is Awesome. It oh, it's took, it's totally different. It took they took too many things out, same as yeah. Justice League, and that's another thing. Yeah. But if they do something like that, they don't need to fight because the issue is not physical. Yeah. It's what is the way, what is the way of the Mandalore, I guess. And you have a good um writer like Faloni, Favreau that know the whole history. That can be a very powerful scene next season or whatever. Anyway, so we keep moving with there's so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, especially freaking Din Djarin, head of Mandalore with the Darksaber, doesn't even want to talk to the manager because he goes, and we see a lot of droids in this episode, and this little guy, the TSA of Star yes. Wars, and yeah. even Din Djarin was like, dude, I want to talk to the manager. Take everything from me. Here's my planet. Dude, Just give me my little ticket stops. I have my pre-check. <laughs> so stressful. I thought he was going to, oh, whatever, I'll find another ship. But again, a bunch of droids. We got that TSA droid. We have, I'll go back. Okay, Lauren, is, I have a lot of thoughts on Armor and Bo-Katan, which involve more than the characters allowed to comment. Oh, yeah, there's okay. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, it could go so yeah. many ways. No. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 
No, I mean, it's, that's one of the things we can spend the whole hour just talk, talking about one scene, which we still haven't gotten to the big ship reveal. No. I thought we we're going to saw when he's in the spaceport trying to get into this transporter. I thought, okay, here we go. What ship do, does he have? I know he's taking taxis and Ubers and all that stuff. He goes to Tatooine, which I guess a lot of people want to visit Tatooine because that Starliner was packed. We see the return of Pelimoto, and I love this scene with all the droids, R5, the, pro, the pit droids, and the other one just being scared. And then we get the BD droid for you Fallen Order fans. When you saw the, all the droids and BD especially freaked out. <laughs> I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First live action appearance and uh, ah, so happy. It so looked so great. Happy. Poor droid yeah. got his little. They're like Lego a little puppy chip. droid. Like. <laughs> was that the, uh, a womp rat? Our first live action womp rat? Because all the others have been these scarier. So she said this little scarier nest. But anyway, it all leads to this. I don't care. It's the N1 Starfighter. Yes. So, oh, Andres is here. Andres always saying, Team Dean and Boba, everybody. Great episode for droid lovers. Yes, great episode. Yep. And then he's like, okay, you got a Razor Crest. I'm going to say, I know I'm. we spent last week talking about Slave One, Fire Spray. And I think I said, there's a few ships that have names Millennium Falcon, the Ghost, and the Razor Crest. The Razor Crest is not a name that Dean Jaren. That's not nope. ship designation. So yeah. shut up. And Boba Fett is the only one. I know I just scream and someone in my house is going to come up. Why are you screaming? So I'm sorry. Um, there's no need to have names. Mandalorians don't need to put names on it. So I love that it was Razor Crest yeah. instead of I, that I, name that he just Totally put. agree. Totally agree. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, I got something. Ta-da! It's an N1 Starfighter. Tell me how loud you scream. I, I, at first I didn't realize what it was. Like I saw like the thing, and I was like, yeah. "Is that like a mini racer crest?" And yeah, then I was I, like, it was oh. a pod racer at first. Yeah, oh, me too, me too. When I saw yeah. like when it was under the hood, I was like, mm -hmm. "Okay, well, what is this?" But wow, yeah, I was so happy. Like it's, and it, it's interesting that it was Pelimoto because <laughs> I remember the talks about the the n1 starfighter not being star wars enough it's not yeah. an x-wing and now people are losing their minds and i had the same thing with peli i hated <laughs> her in episode five of mandalorian and every time she showed up even in that cameo in one of the first episodes mm -hmm. of boba fett i always scream i'm like ah Amos <laughs> Harris. like she's, so, that, she's that stan lee of the philoniverse oh yeah and everything yes. And she yes. gets better every episode. I heard She's... that complaints the first time. She was okay for me, not too bad. Second season, great. Now, great. Where's, your, where's that little baby or whatever? Oh, I could have used them. That's, he gets a, a petting suit or whatever. And everything with the jaw was like she, oh, she dating furry. them. <laughs> very furry, very furry. <laughs> and when Din gives them the money, she's like, what? No, don't do that. Now yeah. they're going to expect more money. <laughs> yeah. But I love that whole scene. First, I'll say, I got two things spoiled. One was that Din Djarin was back and that he was fighting Paz Vizsla. Not really a spoiler. It's whatever. It's going to happen. The second was the N1 Starfighter. Someone posted a picture of it talking about Book of Boba Fett. 
So I kind of saw it that it was coming. Oh, Lauren so had a, uh, did not expect to see the N1 Starfighter. It was a great surprise. Yes. And there's a lot of people on Twitter for months saying that Giffen and N1 is one of the best ships. So yeah, that resurgence is, has been there for a while. Yeah, so I actually saw people retweeting their old tweets about this. I was <laughs> like, how did this pop into yeah. your mind? Like, wow. I, I was like, like Pelly almost. It's like, it's, it's a bounty hunter. He doesn't fit his lifestyle. But it was but, great seeing it. I love that he said, that's a piece of junk or whatever. And she's like, you don't want it? Take your credit. And then he kind of stays like, man, I need a ship. Oh, and they see, oh, yeah, we'll be fine. You want to help? We'll go a lot quicker. Yeah. So can, can we talk about the whole ship being small thing? Because yeah. I saw a lot of um, people saying like, oh, that's not going to work with a Mandalorian. And I'm like, I think that's the point. I mean, not with, with a Mandalorian, hunter. with a bounty hunter. And I th yeah, I Mandalorian. think that's the point. That's yes. kind of the point. <laughs> Didn't you see the first 20 minutes when he just got told you're not a Mandalorian? You're not a bounty hunter, actually. He caught himself bounty hunting. Yeah. Like, it's not for yeah, you, like, man. Yeah, like you say, he's just back in that just to find where that covert was. He's not doing it for the credits. Yeah, it's kind of like if I just wanted to go back to like how I was in that last year of high school. Like, it's not gonna go well. It's not gonna yeah. go well. <laughs> um, how long before we see Grogu in the droid port? Season three, like we're gonna, he's gonna be doing something, and we're gonna just see him. We're like, what? It's gonna, I mean, there's no zero percent that it's not gonna happen. There's a very specific reason why they just blurted out what happened to the report. You don't need it, but again, he's shown this kind of change I mean, now with the droids, also. And it's interesting because he could have just gotten an astromech and put it in there. I so. thought, I thought they were gonna have one, which would be very Our interesting. Was there. Just stick him in. He wants to lift that win finally. Yeah. <sighs> but the N1 Starfighter looked great. I thought the scene was a little bit long, but whatever. But it all was a payoff. We talked about some great scenes in the episode. And most of, the, of them was N1 flying out. Flying over Tatooine looked so great. I lost my mind. This shot of him inside. Going through Beggar's Canyon, doing the same thing that Anakin did with a pot racer. This shot of inside with that. Oh man! And then we go to the. I said they they haven't cleaned up the broken debris from, from forty years ago. Tatooine. Even the Jawas didn't want it. Didn't want the broken pieces. No. But I was losing my mind. Of course, even for people that don't like the prequels, the one thing that they'll say, "Oh, is the pot ray was awesome." So going yeah. back to this to all these feelings of 1999, it was just, yeah, Boba Fett was in, in it. As a Star Wars episode, top notch. Yeah, so for me, like so many things, like I've mentioned it before, like I, I saw the special editions in theaters, but I don't really remember that much. The first movie I remembered seeing in theaters was Phantom Menace. So seeing <laughs> all of that, like rushed back into my head. And in the past year of Phantom Menace, I've rewatched it so many times during the pandemic. And it's <laughs> turned into my favorite prequel. I don't know why. Like, the silly things are still there. The things I didn't like, they're still there. But it's just grown on me so much. So, like, seeing all these payoffs, like, yeah. um, Attack of the Clones has, has been getting a lot of love 
throughout mm-hmm. the series. So now seeing Phantom Menace was just yeah. so good. Yeah, hopefully we don't have a battle in, in fire at the end of the season. Oh, um, cool. yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Phantom Menace for my for me is the second mo- most rewatchable and most entertaining Star Wars movie. I think Apart Solo from... is my my most watch oh, really? rewatchable and entertained. I just love Solo. As soon as they said, "Who have you flying? No time." He flies through the screen. The smile doesn't leave my face for an hour and forty five minutes. Uh, I I love Solo, but I I thought you were gonna say Force Awakens because that's like the go to for everyone. So like, as rewatchable. Yeah. So if you watch, I don't know, the beginning of season three of Fredo Rebellion. I did my whole ranking. I had. That was the Revenge first the episode Sith. I ever saw of you, I, th- I think. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, Revenge of the Sith had become my number one movie. Second was Force Awakens. Third was Empire Strikes Back. But the most entertaining is Solo. And second one, at least for my rewatch, was The Phantom Menace. I laughed like crazy watching it again. I didn't care about the silly things that we complain about. I just love rewatching it. So, yeah, seeing it come back into the conversation has been great. Yeah. But then he's... Flying the ship, what's Lauren saying out there for the end one? Uh, she thought him flying it was amazing. And uh, I agree, the VFX were great. As you mentioned, Alberto, like the budget yeah. in this episode, strong. Yeah, so we, one of my favorite shots also, this one, leaving the atmosphere and Bryce Dallas Howard says something in terms of the shots that she does, especially with the special effects. The X-Wing, which is my favorite starship in all Star Wars, every time it comes up, I lose my mind. Seeing them back with the N1, the chromed out N1 was, come on, this is two generations of Star Wars, OT, PT, and now pre-sequel, because that's the timeline. It's everything. Yeah. Yes, perfect. you weren't there. Oh, it didn't matter. I just enjoyed it so much. Now we need stormtroopers fighting um, battle droids. Oh man, that would be freaking. <laughs> but and that scene also when we had the return of I uh, of Carson Tava, the X one. Yes, and the guy who played Luke, by the way. Yeah, I did. I keep. I don't know. He looks I don't know he looks similar. To, I kind of seen him before. And the then Twitter kind of tells us who he was. I love when he's telling him Carson Tavis, oh, I recognize your voice. So you used to fly a racer crest. And it just looks like, dude, this is a silver chrome Mandalorian. There's not much of them. So you know it's him. And he just freaking punches it, goes yeah. fast and the furious, and just goes freaking flying out. Like, I don't have time for this. Love everything. The VFX were great. The direction of the episodes was great. Hate that Bryce Dallas Howard is pushing NFTs out there. But what she did with this episode and the other ones in Mandalorian have been great. They're saying that she's coming back for season three, which makes sense. Give her a series, give her, give her a, a movie. She she's doing great right now. She's she's so good. Like <laughs> I remember seeing her in the director's list of season yeah. one. I was like, okay, <laughs> nepotism. Here we go. Sure. And she's just. Oh, she's so good. She made me look like a fool. I'm so happy about it. Yeah, I'm just going to highlight this real quick. Lauren, of course, it's a green grief. Bryce Dallas Hours, all the Star Wars series and movies. I mean, right now, she's like that cloud. I'm, I love how we have now. <laughs> Even Mando's like, oh, this thing is a little bit too much for this year. She's like, yeah. 
it's purring, it's purring. So I'm just trying to sell it. It's working. Just do we need to run that? No, it's supposed to do that. <laughs> it's shaking. You just you're used to to cruisers or whatever. This is a starfighter. Love everything about it. Um, so what's happening? So it it ends up. Let, let's finish here. Um, Fennec Chan shows up. Hey, we need your help. Boba Fett, yeah, it pays well. I don't need the credits. I'll do it for free. But I get to go say hi to a little friend. So two things. Uh, I guess one, because you already said you don't think that we're going back to Mando and Grogu next episode. Uh, what do you think is happening next time? I think we're going to see more recruiting. Because okay. I, I don't think, like, Din is enough. So Oh, maybe you we'll mean, see like, like... Yeah. Like yeah. Cop Vanth? So my, my top picks are Cop Vanth. Um, uh, Dankar and Embo, which is a weird Ooh, Mandalorian yeah. from uh, Bounty Hunter from the Clone Wars. Yeah, I think you mentioned it last time. Mentioned him last time. Um, I'll still go that we're gonna get some payoff to that conversation with about going to see a little friend or whatever. Okay. I think we'll get about five to ten minutes. I don't want too much. Because I said before that Grogu and this story that, man, that Din Djarin is going on doesn't fit. I want him to deal with it without having the crutch of carrying oh, a baby around. Unless it's been two years or three or whatever when we go back to Mando season three. And we don't know how quickly or how... Yeah, how quickly that species kind of grows or matures because... Yeah. <laughs> He's 50 years old. He was told different species, age different or something like that. But at the same time, Yoda tells Luke, oh, I've been training Jedi for 800 years. And he was 900. So by 100 years, Yoda was a Jedi master. So between five, 50 years and 100, what happens to these species? Maybe they go through a growth spurt or something. Maybe. So if he's a little bit bigger now, 13, a preteen or something, then yeah, maybe he can tag along. But if he's still a little baby that needs to be carried any, everywhere, I don't want him to be kind of this big part of the season. So quick chat. Um, yeah. Lauren wants Boss to come on the show. I mean, mm -hmm. that would be very cool. Dale popped up. He's saying, oh, hi, Dale. He made it. Dale yes. commented on the last episode that he, he wasn't able to be here. Took a, a little quick nap that lasts a little bit longer. Yeah. He's missed a few of the, of the live show, but he's one of our staples. Hello there, Dale. Thanks for being here. And Roberto wants someone else to direct solo. Okay. Yes, and I was one of those. I tweeted it out, yeah, just give a solo sequel TV series. Keep it in the family, keep it in the nepotism. Um, again, I love solo so much, but the way, at least at the moment, that Star Wars TV is going, I don't think that that's on their next two or three year plan. We haven't heard anything about Lando. They mentioned this when they did the big announcement yeah. almost a year and a half ago. I love well, what they did with Lando in the solo movie. I prefer it not to be. And then there's all the rumors about Kira getting a whole show. I think there was a Kira and Darth Maul show kind of rumored. So there's that world is still around. But yeah, bring Solo and bring Bryce Dallas for it. Sorry. And then, so next episode, I still think that we'll see a little bit with Mando and Grogu. Um, I think we're done with recruiting in terms of spending too much of the episode on it. I think we're going to start the war, even if oh, we so get. Oh, so you think we're going to start? Okay. Yeah, I mean, if they just leave it for the last episode, I think it's too late. I think okay. it has to be a little bit more of a build-up. Like, okay, we have our team. 
let's go. Hey, while you were trying to find Mando, I went ahead and find this, found these other guys. And that Starliner, yeah. that that Starliner just got there. Maybe there's more people that came came in, and maybe it's a boss or whoever. Cat um, Bane, I think, doesn't play a part right now unless he's hired by someone else. I don't think he'll be part of the team. But I think then we need to start this battle now and then just finish it. I kind of think end. it's gonna go like in the way like season one of Mandalorian went. Like this, the next to last episode, like the fight didn't start, but it ended yeah. up like it's about to start. So yeah. maybe it'll go that way. It's gonna yeah, be interesting. Yeah, that season one, it's they took Grogu, the speeders, they killed poor, forgot his name, but he's dead. Uh, this is uh, I have spoken, and oh, then Quill. yeah, Quill, and then they had them cut off in this little ramshack. And then next episode is the battle started, but Moff Gideon was there, all the stormtroopers were there. That's why I thought that maybe Kieran Crimson don't show were gonna show up in in episode six a few episodes ago, but I don't think that now. I don't if we see them, we'll be at the end, kind of okay. I gotta like Thanos. Oh, I gotta do this myself. I, I'm starting to think that too. Yeah, I think that's the way it's gonna go. Do you? Oh, I was gonna ask you something and I forgot. Never mind. All right, so I think that that kind of wraps it up. Any any final thoughts from you from anyone in the chat? We haven't. I just, I, yeah, so, okay, so Lauren thinks the bean's gonna show up. If, if that happens, take me to the hospital. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> passed out. I'm gonna be wow, over the moon. Yeah. She's one of my favorite characters. Um, maybe set up Ahsoka series. That would be cool because season two of Mandalorian set up Book of Boba Fett. So it would be cool to start a tradition mm-hmm. where we set up other shows. Like, that'd be cool. So, all right, so let's, Maybe because yeah, if you bring Sabine now, it kind of sets off a little bit for Ahsoka. Do you think that might happen kind of a post-credit scene? I know we're kind of jumping two episodes ahead because I thought the post-credit scene is maybe we get the the trailer for Kenobi, like they did in Spider-Man movie. Uh the Lady Tuscan is oh yeah, bring yes, that Tuscan I water. I still that... agree. I still agree. And they all want Cat Bane. Chat Bane, also Cat Bane. Cat, oh, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring them. Um I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of ways I could go, hopefully. Ah, okay, so we almost forgot. Next episode is Filoni di- directing. Really? Yes. I mean, those are the rumors. For about two weeks now, the rumors are that... Ahsoka's this is going to the... show up. <laughs> so this is another reason why I think maybe we get Luke and Grogu, because it's Jedi, so maybe we win Filoni. My only concern is that Filoni's both episodes in Mandalorian have been the shortest of the seasons, maybe 30 minutes. If episode six, the penultimate episode, is a short one, 30, 35 minutes, then we start going back to, okay, this episode was too long just to this prelude for Mando season three. So I hope it's Filoni's coming. It's an, another 45 to 50-minute episode. And, I mean, he did a lot better. I mean, directing has been fine. I didn't like enjoy the, the first time in Mando. Just the episode it, itself didn't mesh with me. Oh, Second yeah. time the Ahsoka episode was there. Nor Hall is here. How, yeah. how are you doing, Nor Hall? Nor, Nor I'm going to say Nor is going to be one of our contestants for the solo oh, Rogue sorry. One trivia. It's going to be great. That's coming out February. I'm going to mess up the date, the 18th or 19th, maybe. Uh, Lauren saying, yeah, they feel only started in episode six. 
the uh, with Robert Rodriguez doing the finale, which makes sense. The chat so, is yeah. very happy that Norhal is here. Oh, we're gonna have to extend the show a little bit. We're yeah. we're about to close, but Nor is here. Uh, Nor was here a few weeks, a few months ago. We talked about our favorite uh, sidekicks in Star Wars, and like I mentioned, she'll be here in a few next month. Actually, a month from today, when we do our big um, trivia. You wanna you wanna be a co-host for the trivia? Help me bounce out the questions and figure yeah. that out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're not too excited. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do. I'll do anything. Yeah, because last time, yeah, when, as as they're writing their answers to the questions, it's good to have someone to kind of bounce out, make a few jokes. Oh, uh, schmodown, yeah. sh schmodown thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I did it all myself last time. I had some even jokes I have written down. Okay, for this question, I'm gonna do this joke and try to play it off as oh, this just quick fun off. fact. I saw that episode from a gap. <laughs> My girlfriend was buying clothes and I was just like sitting there just watching people answer hard questions. So yeah. It was a great episode. It was one of the funniest. They all had great answers when they didn't know the the responses to the questions. And Gap, if you want to sponsor us, I'll start wearing some khaki jeans again <laughs> and I'll do it. Yeah. All right. So thanks everyone that was here in the chat. Let me go back. I don't want to miss anyone. Norhal. Thank you for being here, at least for the last few minutes. Dale, Lauren, Mr. Rez, Andres, uh, Roberto, um, everyone. Thank you. It was a great show. Oti, as always, thanks for being here. People should know already, but as always, where can they find you? You can find me over at Instagram and Twitter at EPS Star Wars, whatever it says right <laughs> here. Um, I host a bilingual Star Wars podcast. Sometimes it's in English, sometimes it's in Spanish. I never know when it's when it's going to be each, but yeah. <laughs> All right. And for myself, again, we're here every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern. If you want to listen to this on the audio podcast, you want to revisit some of our thoughts. We got here a little bit late. You want to hear it on your way to work. It will be released early morning, early morning on Mondays at around 11 Eastern. Uh, like I mentioned, a lot of great episodes coming uh, down the pipe we have next week. Otto will be here again for the next two episodes. Uh, next week, we have Arsuamin. And for the Book of Boba Fett finale, we have uh, Maggie Lovett. is going to be here having a lot of fun. After that, finally, we're going back to the High Republic and we're talking The Fallen Star. Uh, don't know who we're going to have for that show. After that, I think we're doing um, Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Alder. That book is coming out on Tuesday. I was lucky enough to get it from Ned Galley. Great book. It's what do you want a Star Wars book to be? It's Midnight Horizon, so definitely check that out. And then after that, we have our Rogue One solo trivia, and then we'll figure it out from there. So as always, stay safe. Let's do this again. A little music. Stay safe. Be safe. I may the force be with you.